Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. We have got a very special episode with the season getting underway tomorrow at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. We're joined by John Chick of Locked On Rangers for a very special crossover episode. We'll have that. We've got the latest news about another regular Islander from last year's roster being placed on waivers. And, of course, Ilya Sorokin meeting the media for the first time and a lot more. So plenty to talk about on today's show. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, Please feel free to send us an email with your question, comment, or topic you'd like us to discuss. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So in a move that I have to say was not a huge surprise, the Islanders placing Leo Komarov on waivers yesterday, and uh, Uncle Leo, I would say, unless somebody claims him, and I, I would tend to think right now with the salary cap being so tight all across the league that it is unlikely that anybody claims Kamarov, at least not at the salary he's presently making. So it'll be interesting to see, to say the least, uh, what happens. To me, this move is designed to do two things. Uh, number one, obviously, the Islanders have been probably rumored to be trying to trade Uncle Leo for quite some time, and apparently nobody has taken him. So, with that in mind, Kamarov is probably an ideal candidate to be on the Islanders' taxi squad at the start of the season. He's not the kind of player who really needs to be down in the AHL. He can certainly fill in on either the third or fourth line, uh, Second line, I guess, in a pinch, but ideally third or fourth line if injuries hit or if there is an uh, an unfortunate COVID outbreak on the Islanders, which we hope does not happen this year. Uh, he's the kind of guy who you can reliably have ready. He can practice with the team. He can be on call, and yet his salary gets diminished if 
he is on the taxi squad. So you get cap relief and you set up Leo Kamarov to be on the taxi squad. Again, assuming that nobody claims him during the uh, waivers process, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Still waiting as of uh, the time we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night, waiting for the Islanders' final roster to be released, uh, and we'll certainly have that for you again as soon as it actually is done. One interesting uh bit of news. Uh, Ilya Sorokin finally speaking to the media uh, on Tuesday for the first time. And, you know, when he was up in the bubble with the Islanders during the playoffs, you know, he was with the team but was not made available to the press. And a couple of observations. First of all, yeah, you know, his English was pretty good. Uh, You could tell he needed to think a little bit at times, and he certainly does have an accent, which we all expected. But, you know, Sorokin is uh, speaking pretty well and uh, looks to be acclimating to his teammates and to Long Island, and and that is uh, uh, certainly a good thing, all things considered. And he already said, you know, how he enjoys visiting Jones Beach because it's peaceful. I mean, realistically, you hear uh, a guy talking like that, and he already sounds like, uh, you know, someone who is very familiar with Long Island, and and, and that's good to see. And obviously, uh, you do have a a large uh, community of uh, Russians uh, in the New York metropolitan area, certainly in Brooklyn, uh, and, and that is also helpful. He can certainly get uh, you know, food that he's familiar with and, and all the, you know, have access to other people who speak Russian and, and he's got teammates who can certainly fit that bill as well. So, uh, nice to see Sorokin finally speaking to the media and, you know, getting his, uh, getting acclimated really to the Islanders and Long Island. And, and and that's what we want to see. And now the question becomes, uh, you know, what does he look like when he actually performs on the ice? And that's not going to be Thursday. The Islanders have already announced that Thursday, Simeon Varlamov will get the start. And again, that's not a surprise at all. But uh, the question then becomes, when do we see uh, Ilya Sorokin in goal for the Islanders. It could be Saturday, which is the Islanders' second game. It also could be uh, some other, you know, time after that. Uh, Interesting if his first game basically uh, will be against the Rangers and, you know, throw him right into that rivalry. It would uh, would be good. Uh, And, you know, Sorokin seems like a thoughtful guy and... Certainly very uh, happy on the ice and enjoying the challenge of the NHL. Said he didn't like Manhattan so much. Again, spoken like a real Islander uh, rather than someone who would, you know, couldn't imagine a guy like that uh, playing for the Rangers. Uh, But again, one step at a time and and we're looking forward to seeing what uh, Ilya Sorokin can do once he finally takes to the ice. Uh, 
tomorrow, by the way, we will have a uh, my predictions for the upcoming season, and I, I can't believe that this day is finally, you know, we're one day away from the Islanders opening night, NHL season starting tonight, so uh, everything looking up and that long wait finally over, and uh, definitely something we are all looking forward to. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and our special crossover episode with John Chick of Locked On Rangers as we preview the season and the first two games, which of course is Islanders Rangers at the Garden. More to come. Stay with us on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, you've got to try a Built Bar. It's quite simply the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, some with nuts, some that are nut-free. And all 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars, you know, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high in fiber. They're perfect for the keto diet. And listen to some of these flavors. You got salted caramel, double chocolate, toffee almond, peanut butter, uh, German chocolate, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. Let's talk about cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Don't forget to check out Locked On Bets if you are interested in wagering on sports. They'll have all the insights and advice that you need to maximize your experience. So check out Locked On Bets, the newest addition to the Locked On Podcast Network anywhere. You get your podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. We're going to keep it short so we can get to the crossover episode. But uh, today is the 60th birthday, believe it or not, for former Islanders goaltender Kelly Rudy. And uh, Rudy joined the Islanders. He was drafted by the Isles back in 1980 in the second round. Uh, Made his debut during the 83-84 season. uh, And kind of took over the Islanders' starting job in the mid to late 80s. To me, you you think about Kelly Rudy, good goaltender and solid guy, but the most memorable game he had by far was the Easter Epic, April 18th and 19th, 1987, first round of the playoffs, the Patrick Division semifinals back then at the old Cap Center, in Landover, Maryland. Islanders fell behind 1-0, 2-1. Brian Trottier ended up tying it with about 5 minutes and 23 seconds left in the third period. And then the game goes to overtime. And it goes to overtime again and again. And then a fourth overtime. Uh, at the time, I, I was, uh, you know, in college. Started watching the game. Had to go out. Uh, for a little while, came back, and the game was still on. Watched the rest of it. It was unbelievable hockey. And Kelly Rudy, by far, the star of that game. Yeah, Pat LaFontaine got the game-winning goal. But do you know how many saves Kelly Rudy made in that one game in which he played 128 minutes 
and 32 seconds. That's more than two games uh, in, in that one night. 73 saves and facing 75 shots. Rudy was outstanding, kept the Islanders in that game, and just, you know, the reason that it went four overtimes, the reason it was so epic was the outstanding play of Kelly Rudy. So happy birthday to Kelly Rudy. We wish him all the best on his 60th birthday. Uh, Stayed with the Islanders through midway point of the 88-89 season, then went on to play for the LA Kings and San Jose Sharks before ending his NHL career in 1998. Uh, 677 games in his career, uh, and and just a, a 271 wins and a 3.43 goals against average, which was very respectable when you consider he played in the 80s and early 90s uh, when the game was way more wide open. So happy birthday, Kelly Rudy. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and right now uh, we're going to go to our special crossover episode with John Chick of Locked On Rangers. We'll preview both team seasons and the upcoming first two games on the schedule for the Islanders, which are at Madison Square Garden. I'm sure you'll love it. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Islander fans. We have a special crossover edition for you guys tonight. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Gil Martin of Locked On New York Islanders. Gil, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, it's a new year, and we've got hockey just two nights away, and specifically the Rangers and Islanders just three nights away, and just definitely looking forward to that. Obviously, there's some crazy things happening in the world right now, and I think a lot of people are probably going to be up for uh, you know just kicking back and watching some hockey in a couple of nights here. Oh, I can't wait to get started. You know, it's been such a strange year, and hockey in the middle of the summer, no hockey in the fall, but uh, bring it. I-, I am so ready to get this season underway. Amen. And uh, one of the first things I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, regarding the Islanders, obviously, uh, the Mar- the Matt Barzell situation is getting a little dicey there, but he gets a three-year deal from the Islanders. Looks like he's going to be ready to go for opening night. Uh, were you getting nervous at all there? And do you think that the contract he got ended up being fair? I was a little nervous. Uh, I mean, I knew he would sign because every indication that I heard was you know, the negotiations were amicable. Both of them wanted to get a, a deal done, but that salary cap situation just got in the way. Uh, but then, you know, time keeps going by and you're like, wow, the season's less than a week away and he still hasn't signed. So, yeah, I started to get a little nervous out there. But I, I think, you know, in this day and age, being a professional hockey player is a 365, 24-7 kind of a job. It's not like the old days when these guys had to, you know, play themselves into shape or get into shape during training camp. So, Hopefully, Barzy's ready, and, and the Islanders certainly need him. No question about that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, selfishly, I was thinking, like, well, you know, maybe if this holdout goes on a little longer, maybe the Islanders don't have him against the Rangers for the first two games of the season. But at the same time, it's like I don't really want to see that happen where, like, you know, the Islanders don't have their best players ready or the Rangers don't have their best players ready. I want, I mean, this is Rangers-Islanders. We want to see both teams be able to put their best foot forward on opening night and uh, just settle it on the ice with, with their best players. Absolutely, and that's the way it should be. And, and I love the fact that we're coming up to this new season. And, you know, it's going to be eight Rangers versus Islanders games, four at the Coliseum, four at the Garden. Uh, you know, may not be fans or many fans at these games, but uh, you know what? 
people be yelling at their TV sets, and it's great to have that many Islanders-Rangers games being played in one season. Absolutely, and uh, that kind of leads us into, I know something that we wanted to talk about here was just basically the new structure of the NHL this season. You got four divisions. Obviously, the Rangers and Islanders will both be in the East, and uh, every team in the NHL will only play division opponents. And uh, so the Rangers and Islanders are going to be seeing a lot of each other. As you mentioned, going to play each other eight times. Uh, you know, given these circumstances that are out of everybody's control that have dictated the realignment here, I mean, do you like this idea? 56-game regular season and, and you know, Rangers and Islanders seeing a bunch of each other, not to mention all the other divisional matchups? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's the best they could do given the circumstances. And I hope it works because, you know, we've already seen, what, three or four teams have – uh, you know, practices shut down and a couple of games postponed for the Dallas Stars. And you, you really don't want to see that happen. But uh, look, I think under the circumstances, this was the best they could do. And I think it'll bring some real intensity and excitement when you have a lot of back-to-back games and a lot of games against your biggest rivals. Uh, and you know what? No question about it. You're going to earn a playoff spot in this tough division that the Rangers and the Islanders find themselves in this season. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. And, you know, just to kind of build on that, and it's no disrespect to any of these teams in the Western Conference, but to be honest, I don't really need to see the Rangers play the Coyotes twice a season or the Minnesota Wild twice a season, (laughs) you know, especially because there's no history there at all. And, you know, I don't want to see that in place of more Ranger Islander games, in place of more Ranger Flyer games, Ranger Bruins games even, you know. Give me these division matchups. And, you know, the East Division is absolutely stacked. I think it might be the best in the NHL under this new alignment. And, man, you said it. I mean, if you make the playoffs coming out of this Eastern Division, you got to finish in the top four. Uh, that's no small accomplishment. You will have definitely earned your spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. No doubt. And I think there's going to be two playoff-quality teams that are going to be on the outside looking in when this season is over in the East Division. I mean, on paper, you know, you've got six teams that really are good enough to make the playoffs if we were going under the old format. All right, we will continue our conversation with John Chick of Locked On Rangers in just a moment, and we'll preview the upcoming games between the Rangers and the Islanders starting tomorrow night. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, the hockey season is here, and you can use your expertise to make some money. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action And the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust is betonline.ag. Right now, the NFL playoffs are going on. The NBA is underway. And now the NHL starting. And uh, folks, you think the Islanders have what it takes to beat the Rangers at the Garden Thursday? You can put your money where your mouth is and make some extra cash that way. Don't forget now, use the promo code LOCKEDON. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. That means... That means if you deposit $100, they'll give you $50 free. So, if you want to bet on the NFL playoffs, the NHL season, uh, or anything else that's going on right now in the world of sports, you can get in on the action. And don't forget, it's the promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now more of my conversation with John Chick of Locked On Rangers. You know, obviously, Rangers Islanders just a couple of nights away here. Is, is there anything that 
you know, you really want to see out of this Islander team, other than obviously two points, anything big that you got to see them do on opening night here? Well, a couple of things. I mean, yeah. offensively, they need to pick things up. They were 24th in the league in goals scored. Getting Matt Barzal back is a help. Getting Jean-Gabriel uh, Jean Pajot there for the whole season is a help. But the Islanders are going to need some of those younger players, whether it's an Oliver Wallstrom or a Kiefer Bellows, to step up their offensive game and help the power play and the offense click. And then defensively, obviously, no more Johnny Boychuk because of his eye injury. They traded Devon Taves. Do they have the depth on the blue line to play the defensive style of hockey that they want to play? So those, to me, are the two biggest issues facing the Islanders heading into the season. How about you with the Rangers? What are you looking at? I mean, I think one of the biggest things I want to see is the Rangers stay out of the penalty box, specifically in the first five minutes, because I don't know if you remember, I don't know how much of the Rangers you got to see last season, but man, the first half of the season, the penalties were just out of control. And look, penalties are going to happen. It's hockey. You can understand that, you know, if there's a scoring opportunity for your opponent and you have to trip somebody down or hold somebody to prevent a good scoring chance, then okay, you know, these things happen. But it felt like in October and November and even into December last season, every Ranger game, five minutes into the game, you know, you've got a penalty in the neutral zone that you don't need to take. Now the other team's on the power play. The Rangers struggled on the penalty kill last season. So that's, uh, you know, you're playing with fire. And even if you don't give up a goal, you know, you're not exactly storming out of the starting blocks there because you got to be back on your heels defending a, defending a power play. So give me that. Give me no penalties in the first five minutes. And hopefully, you know, let's say two or less for the whole game. Um, and then I would also say uh, I'd like to see somebody get their first career goal, either Alexi Lafreniere, who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, obviously the number one overall pick in the draft, or uh, Julian Gauthier, who's going to be one of his line mates. Gauthier has only played uh, 20 career NHL games. He does seem to have some upside, kind of a unique blend of speed and uh, strength, but hasn't found the net just yet. So I'd like to see one of them uh, get that monkey off their back right away in the first game there. One thing that I think is going to add a little spice to the rivalry, not that it needs any spicing up, <laughs> but I think, you know, you have the two young Russian goalies in Igor Shosturkin uh, for the New York Rangers, and then, you know, for the Islanders, uh, Ilya Sorokin. These two guys, great goaltenders, and they may both be there for the next five, ten years I think that'll just add another level of excitement and, and intensity to a, what is already an intense rivalry between these two teams. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I know Ranger fans were very, very excited about Igor Shosturkin. Obviously, it was a very small sample size last year, but he played very well. And uh, he's played well just about everywhere he's ever played hockey. Uh, with the Islanders goalie situation, is, is Sorokin, do you think he'll be the man? Do you think he ends up with the most starts this season? Or how, how do you see that shape, shaking out? I, I think early on, Varlamov will get the majority of the starts, maybe 55, 45% uh, percentage. But then as the Islanders get a little bit more comfortable with Sorokin and he makes the adjustment to the smaller North American rink and life in the National Hockey League, I, I think by the end of the season, you may see a 50-50 uh, split. And if the Islanders make the playoffs, I think it'll be whoever's the hot hand will get the starting nod in the postseason. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like with the Rangers, it might sort of be the opposite of that, where at the beginning of the season, I think you're going to see, I think it'll definitely be Igor Shosturkin on opening night. By all accounts, he's doing great in practice. He's been very good in the scrimmages as well. And uh, Alex Georgiev struggled in the first scrimmage, bounced back with a nice uh, scrimmage on Sunday. But I think early, you know, you'll see Shosturkin 
maybe get slightly more than half of the starts over Georgiev. But I just get the feeling by the end of the season that uh, there will be enough separation between Shosturkin and Georgiev that Shosturkin will be the man. You never know for sure. I mean, it's a short season. Maybe Georgiev gets hot at a certain time and the Rangers end up going with him for a while. But there's no reason to think if you're a Ranger fan that, uh, you know, it's not going to be Shosturkin uh, going as the franchise goalie going forward. Yeah, and, and I just, again, I think that for years to come, assuming these guys are both the real deal that most scouts say they are, it's going to be a great rivalry between two great goalies and, and two teams that finally seem to be on the upswing at the same time. Yep. It's been a long time, absolutely. And, you know, that actually reminds me of something we talked about last season because I remember the Islanders and Rangers played each other like three times in eight or nine days, something like that, and we did a couple of these crossovers, you know, pregame shows, postgame shows, the whole nine yards. And one of the things we mentioned is that for as great as this rivalry is, we haven't seen them play each other in the playoffs since 1994. Could this be the year? Are, are we ready for this, Gil? Are we ready for Rangers-Islanders in the playoffs again? I'm past ready. I was ready in 1995. <laughs> but, you know, you I mean, uh, there you go. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, look, four teams in this division are going to make the playoffs, and they're going to play each other, you know, two. So, Basically, if they don't play each other in the first round and they both win, they'll play each other in the second round of the playoffs. Again, assuming both teams make it, and we already agree that won't be the easiest thing in the world this year. But right. I think that adding a playoff series for the first time in you know 26-plus years, 27 years by the time we get to the playoffs this year, that will, again, just really ratchet up the intensity in this already intense rivalry. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of playoffs, something else I got to ask you about, obviously the New York Islanders, they made a heck of a run in the postseason last year at six game series with Tampa Bay until they were eliminated in overtime. But I mean, it was impressive because they were the only team that participated in the qualifying round that ended up making it all the way to the conference finals. So, I mean, how much fun for, was that for you to watch that run? And did it start to feel at a certain point like, wow, man, we're going to do this. We're going to the Stanley Cup and we're going to win it. I mean, did it get to that point with you and other Islander fans? I think a lot of Islander fans got very enthused. And you got to remember, this was the first trip for the Islanders to the conference final since 1993. So, you know, 27 years is a long time. There's a whole generation of Islander fans who don't even remember that, let alone remember the four straight Stanley Cups in the early 80s. So, yeah, there was a point where I don't know if I expected it to happen, but I certainly thought it was a realistic possibility and it was really heartwarming to see this franchise, which has been down for so long, go on a nice long run to the conference finals. Absolutely. And I uh, wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, training camp and the practices and all that good stuff. Is, is there anybody on the Islanders that you're hearing about who's kind of maybe increases stock a little bit? Somebody who might be moving up the depth chart, somebody who might, you know, be primed for a little bit of a breakout season. Any, anybody who fits that description for you? Yeah, I mean, on, on defense, Noah Dobson is going to have to step up and replace Devon Taves and, and Johnny Boychuk. And, you know, he was sort of the seventh defenseman last year. He's going to have to be, uh, you know, a top six guy and, and certainly on the second power play unit as well. And then it, it becomes, to me, the, the two young forwards, whether it's Kiefer Bellows or, or Oliver Wallstrom, the Islanders need to get some more scoring on that third line. And they need at least one of those younger players to join Jean-Gabriel Pajot and give him a little bit of juice on that third line. How about you with the Rangers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could throw out uh, Ke'Andre Miller for sure. He's a defenseman. The Rangers selected him in the first round uh, in 2018. 
And it's interesting because when we had the whole return to play thing that was going on in the summer and these teams are doing training camp before the playoffs start, that was unique in and of itself. But every team was allowed to have one player at training camp who was not eligible to play in the postseason. And Kay Andre Miller was that player for the Rangers. And they were very impressed with him then. You go, you fast forward, you know, all these months to training camp now. He's showed very well for himself in the training camp and in the scrimmages. They actually, in uh, Sunday's scrimmage, had him out there with Jacob Truba. And it's gone from a point where, like, well, you know, maybe he has a, he's a little bit of a long shot to make the opening night roster. I think it's at the point where it's almost being expected because I don't think they're going to put him and Truba out there together in a scrimmage four days before the start of the regular season unless they're really thinking about doing this. And I think, you know, when you look at the Ranger bottom two defensemen, it could be some combination of Jack Johnson or Brendan Smith. They're not exactly world beaters at this point in their careers. So I think it's K. Andre Miller's for the taking. And I think he really might end up being out there on opening night and he might just never look back. And uh, to throw one other guy out there, I'll throw Brett Howden out there a little bit as well. And uh, again, you know, I'm sure we have Islander fans listening to this. Anybody who may not know him, he's not exactly a household name, but he was somebody that the Rangers received when they traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And for the most part, he hasn't really made that big of an impact since he's come over to the Rangers. But with Mika Zibanejad being absent from practice, uh, you know, for pretty much all of training camp here, he's gotten a chance to center the top line between Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. And all indications are that he's looked pretty good. So if the Rangers have to be without Mika, and that's still up in the air for opening night, uh, it looks like Brett Howden's ready to jump in there. And, and hopefully, I mean, he's not going to fill Mika Zibanejad's shoes. Very few players can do that. But it looks like he at least could, you know, do his part and uh, and lead that line to some success. All right, we'll have more of our discussion on the Rangers and Islanders season opener, including a preview of the game with John Chick of Locked On Rangers on tomorrow's show. I'll also have my pre- my full season predictions as we get you ready for the start, the long-delayed start of the upcoming hockey season. If you're looking for a more league-wide perspective on the NHL, check out Locked On NHL. Wherever you listen to podcasts, they'll have insight on all 31 teams and keep you up to date with the biggest stories from around the league. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Islanders. I'm Gil Martin. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, everyone. And of course, let's go Islanders.